Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Tips and Slip Sports, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide. Welcome into this special bonus March Madness edition of the Talk in the Line podcast for your Friday evening and Sunday morning, whichever you decide to listen. Thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your evening or morning to spend with the crew and lock in some bets. Before we go any further, take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the TTL podcast on. If you would be so kind as to leave us a review, if you like what we're putting down, we certainly do appreciate those five stars. And last but not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will find the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will find all of the TTL Cruise content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45, Sroka, and it is my honor and pleasure to bring in the co-host of the Talking the Line podcast, a man that is currently sweating Purdue with me right now as they are down 57 to 59 to the UNT Mean Green, a man that is in love with the sport of college basketball in the month of March, and a man who's ready to get this money train rolling on down the tracks. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Riley Armax Magnuson. Partner, how you doing today, pal? I am so great, man. It is, we are balls deep in March Ooh, here. are we ever. And we are cooking. We are cooking. I don't know about you, but I am. I mean, we are undefeated on our combined plays, but yes, I am 7-1 and one overall on yeah. the day myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, we've got a couple we're sweating here. The Purdue, Purdue cover doesn't look great right now. We've got them on some parlays that we just need the win. We do need the win. We're having a great day, so a, so, a blown cover wouldn't be the end of the world. But So before we go any further, uh, if you are listening to this on Saturday morning, Hopefully you're listening to this on Friday night, but we are doing a live reaction bonus special. So we are going to be watching some of our NCAA tournament bets. We're going to be checking out some of our March Madness bracket picks. We're going to be giving you just some live reaction, raw, Colt, and our mags. We are actually out of the lab. We're cool kicking it in the man cave, on the couches, double TVs. You already know how the TTL crew puts it down. So... First things first, we didn't want to bore you with any banter or any gibberish. We wanted to get right in to everyone's favorite time of the Talking the Line podcast, and that is the crew's favorite plays of the day. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as Mr. Mags prefaced here before we kick this podcast off, we are blazing hot today. 
I am currently five and two, and the only two bets I have lost are in the showdowns. And yes, Mr. Magnuson is really kicking my ass in the showdowns. I don't know today. what it is about these showdowns. <laughs> Not just today, pal. I'm gonna have to be honest. I don't know what about what it is about these showdowns, but I've got your fucking number. I won the first one, and from then ever on since out, that, ever since we're you gonna have, have been to go back me. and check out You've the been record, killing me, dude. and then we'll be on top of that. Uh, and I guess maybe we can do a newsletter showdown record, podcast showdown record. Not a bad idea. But like you said, I am crushing you. I kicked your ass on Wisconsin. That was you ridiculous. thought you had me with Colgate ridiculous. plus eight and a half. Uh, they stormed on Arkansas in the first half. And then Arkansas, I think it was 17-0 run to finish the first half and take the lead. Yes, sir. And then, you know, took care of business in the second half. So, none the more... Calm down over there before you get all in a tissy hey. and start uh, hyping yourself up too much. We still got two more showdown plays going on tonight as we're recording yeah, this. I think Rutgers kicked off. However, Rutgers Clemson. Yes, Rutgers Clemson kicked off at 820. So, ladies and gentlemen, first things first. We are going for our first NCAA March Madness Day 2 Round 1 Lock of the Day. We are going with the Georgetown Hoyas against the Colorado Buffaloes. I don't know about you, Mags, but I am all about G-Town in this spot. Yeah, you've been juicing them up. Oh, man. I got them going to not only my Elite Eight. I got them upsetting Michigan. I have them playing some absolutely great ball. Yeah, you got some big stake in this one. I got some real big stake in this one, and you know what? I might take a little extra juice on the money line. However, I do love the plus six and a half. Yeah, so do I. Overall, you look you look at the comparison between the teams, and again, another really solid even matchup. But Georgetown coming off of some absolutely insane victories as absolute doubted out underdogs, and Patrick Ewing loved every single minute of it. You look at their last matchup. They won seventy three. Sorry, I have to cut you off. I was, I was, I had, I pulled up a third screen on my phone. I can't do math. I can't do math. I have Houston minus 20. They just won by 31. I thought they were up by 21, and I was getting sweaty. I can't do math. I I just can't do math. So I tell you what, I was trying to sit over here and tell you guys why we're taking Georgetown. And this guy's fucking like losing his mind over there. I'm like, what's going on, dude? Like, nothing's even that big of a deal. Can't do math. That's all. So, okay. Can't do math. Georgetown plus six and a half. Georgetown in their last matchup, they beat Creighton 73 to 48 as a plus eight and a half underdog. The game before that, they beat Seton Hall 66 58 as a plus three and a half dog. They are four and one straight up, four and one ATS in their last five overall. Colorado is 4-1 straight up, 3-2 ATS in their last five overall, but the Buffaloes are coming off of a terrible loss to my Cinderella story, the Oregon Beavers. They lost to them 70-82 to points. Absolute rough loss. Rough, rough loss for, yeah, rough. for the Buffaloes, but in that uh, position there, Oregon State, I love Georgetown in this exact same position. I feel just as much confident about that pick. Yeah, I wish we had a few more points in this, uh, you know, with the 5-12 matchup, kind of like Oregon had with Tennessee, plus sure. eight and a half. Sure, obviously, they didn't need that, but, you know, I'm all over it with you. I think they're uh, I think they're playing hot at the right time. They're 8-2 and two straight up over their last 10 after starting the season looking like one of the bottom feeders in the conference. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it looked like they, okay, maybe they're just a middle pack team in the conference. But like I said, eight and two straight up over their last 10. They turned things around. Patrick Ewing's got them playing like old school Georgetown basketball. I'm all over it with you. I love them. I love them in this spot, and I am crazy enough to sprinkle some on the money line because it means a lot to me that they advance because they are also advancing, as I said, real deep in my bracket. Yeah. I don't know if I... Uh, we'll see if I've got the balls for that, but... Yeah, we'll see what we'll happens, see. man. But I love uh, the sixth, though. I hey, do love the I'm sixth. all over it. I'm all over it. No question. Second, NCAA March Madness, lock of the day... We are headed to a play that might surprise you, ladies and gentlemen. And that play is going to be Eastern Washington plus 10.5 against Kansas. Now, call us crazy, but this is purely based off of the conditions that we are currently living in. We're in a pandemic. Kansas didn't travel with about five or six players, I believe. Lack of depth in a college basketball game, Riley. It ain't good. No, it's not good, man. Uh, you got any ATS numbers you like in this one? Not huge, huge. I mean, I've got a couple for you. Go ahead, lay them on me. Kansas two and six ATS non-conference games this year. Love it. And uh, Ewu fifteen and seven ATS on the entire season. Okay. You know they've had a solid season overall, but thirteen and one straight up over their last fourteen. Yeah, they're playing. They're playing their that. best ball right now. Over their last, they're playing their best ball. Over their last ten, nine and one straight up, and this is their ATS. this is their damn Super Bowl, man. This is their Super Bowl, and they are catching the Jayhawks at a time when they're a little bit down. Yeah, and you know when you hang your hat on defense, you have to be able to have depth. Guys are going to get tired. You got to keep pressure up. You got to keep that full court attack. And I don't think that's uh, you know. I honestly also have Eastern Washington advancing in my March Madness yeah, bracket. You got ladies a little wild and I did. I got wild um, mainly because I uh, just uh, there was some crazy matchups, and like I said, the times that we're living in. So I love Eastern Washington here at the plus ten and a half, and quite possibly even to upset the Jayhawks in this spot. They are actually the uh, better offensive team. They're shooting or averaging seventy nine point three points per game compared to Kansas seventy three point three points per game. Kansas is better defensively, obviously, as I said, they hang their hats on defense, but ladies and gentlemen, when it comes down to March Madness, what do I always say? Free throws. Get it at the charity stripe. Eastern Washington, 79.1%, ninth in the nation from the stripe, and Kansas is 71%, 176th in the nation from the stripe. It just matters. It just simply matters in March. Dude, how the hell are you focusing right now? We've got Purdue, <laughs> North Texas, 61-61 with two I'm seconds paying, on the clock. I'm paying attention. I didn't hear a goddamn word that you said the last two minutes, dude. I'm paying attention. I'm Jesus just trying to give Christ, these, man. these guys some good some good picks, man. Hey, I'm Jesus just... Jesus uh, Christ. Oh, no. We'll, we'll roll along. You might hear a fucking scream here in a second, but... Yeah, this, Hopefully we need this some, man, it's North I, Texas ball. We need so some I'm going to have to apologize for my partner, <laughs> oh, boys and Christ. girls. Like, like, like I can, uh, I can definitely, uh, attest to him being one of the biggest fucking college basketball fans there is. And I feel it too. But this man, when it's on the screen, he's got no, no wits about him at all. No wits about him at all. Damn and you're, right, you're, you're realizing it, <laughs> you're realizing it right now. So moving on to our third NCAA college basketball play of the day. If you were questioning 
how raw and open this episode was <laughs> going to be. We are going with the UCSB. Gauchos. 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 Couldn't think of it. Creighton Blue Jays. We love UC Santa Barbara in this matchup. As a matter of fact, we are both advancing UC Santa Barbara in we our sure March are. Madness tournament. Brad. We sure are. I uh, am a big fan of UCSB, and especially after Creighton got absolutely um, embarrassed, whooped and embarrassed by Georgetown. I just don't think that they come into this tournament with any confidence whatsoever. Against the spread, they have not had a ton of uh, a ton of success over the last uh, handful of years. Creighton, uh, 1-10 and 1 ATS over the last 12 tournament games, Ooh. including 1-5 and 1 as a favorite. Oh, not, yeah. not good. And UCSB, 13-3 and ATS in their last 16 games versus a team with a winning straight-up record. They show up when it's big time. And they're five and one ATS in their last six versus a team with a winning percent above six hundred. I'm all over UCSB, man. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're getting some of the early money, most definitely. This is the one where I might sprinkle a little on that money line. I also might mess around with it too. They're getting sharp money. They uh, are currently only getting thirty two percent of the bets at the time of this recording, but they're getting forty six percent of the money. You always, always, always love to see that. So they are also uh, currently sitting plus seven and a half, as I said, pro line ranked at plus five. Okay. You're getting. I just love the ATS numbers against the good teams. Yeah, I do as well. It'd be one thing if they're pouring in wins against, you know, whatever the bottom half of their conference is, but you know, they're taking care of business top to bottom. Right. I think I got to agree with you. Okay. So uh, there is the third pick of. The talking the line favorite plays of the day for your Saturday, March twentieth, twenty twenty one. We're cooking right along here through March, boys and girls. You better, (laughs) you better hold on tight for the fourth play of the day. Sticking with the underdog trend, you ain't kidding. Probably because we watch a shitload of basketball and know what we're talking about, and that's why we cap these games for you guys, so you don't have to mess around and try and win them yourselves. We're going with the Iona Gales plus 16 and a half playing Alabama Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide are coming off of a stunning second half victory against LSU in the SEC Mm -hmm. tournament championship game. They win the championship title. They fail to cover as minus six favorites. They are five and oh straight up one and four ATS in their last five. They have been playing good ball, but. I don't doubt Rick Pitino in the postseason. Right. Just a, a handful too many points. If it was, you know, around seven, eight and a half, I'd probably be all over Alabama. But like you said, Rick Pitino in March. Uh, I own a 5-0-1 ATS over the last six, mm-hmm. 8-1 ATS over the last nine as an underdog. I'm all over yeah. Iona, man. Like like I said, I've I've always been a huge fan of Rick Pitino in the uh, postseason. The Iona Gales ran into some... Serious COVID issues. We got Purdue North Texas going into overtime 61-61. I I had to let it out. Sorry, folks. That's just going to randomly happen throughout this show. But I'm going to go ahead and recap like I always do, like the good host I am. Now, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Moving right along, the Gales had some COVID issues this year, man. And... I when they came back, they're starting to cook. I was like, gosh darn it, they're going to be bad. They're going to have some issues. And they picked up right where they left off. They are cooking 
like nobody's business right now. Yeah, Alabama is shooting really well, scoring the ball, but the Gales keep up on the defensive side of the ball. They keep up on the offensive side of the ball. Granted, they haven't played the SEC competition, but they've been waxing teams that they play. Sure. 60-51, It's time, 85-67. It's time they get some real competition and real challenge. I look for the Gales to keep this game definitely within single digits. Plus 16.5 is way, way too much money. Right. You can't expect the tide to roll like that. Time of this recording... I own 34% of the bets, and they're getting 70% of actual money. Got anything else you want to toss on the Gales? Uh, yeah, last thing, actually. Uh, on the uh, flip side for uh, Bama, 0-4 ATS over their last four NCAA tournament games. Wow. 0-4 last four. Wow. Obviously, this is the best team they've had in a while, but sure. still. But uh, little Colin that's... Sexton action in there, you know? Yeah, Colin Sexton actually... Uh, had the almost exact same shot for the Cavs the other night. It was pretty sweet. I think I it was. I think it was on Tuesday night. It was pretty damn cool, especially during March. So uh, good to see that. Totally unrelated topic, but yeah. Colin Sexton is dope. For our fifth NCAA basketball lock for tomorrow's March Madness slate, or today if you're catching this pod on Saturday, we're going with the Grand Canyon Antelopes. Versus the Iowa Hawkeyes. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I said it. We're fading the Hawkeyes against the spread in this position. We're not fading them to win. No, no. Not not anywhere close to doing that. But we are taking them at plus 14.5. Or whatever you can currently find them at. I look at this because of matchup yet again. The problem with defending Iowa and everybody knows, is how do you shut down Luka? How do you get that man off of his game? How do you make him not be able to just destroy you up and down the court? Well, I'll tell you how. It's a combination of 7 foot, 270 pound, and 6 foot, 10, 235 pound, Asbjorn Mitgard and Alessandro Lever. Them bad boys. You don't, need to, you don't need to know how to pronounce their name. It doesn't matter. That's what I'm saying. We're talking about twin Eiffel Towers hanging out down in the paint, ready to shut that boy down. Mm-hmm. They also have really solid perimeter defense. I uh, watched a few games. They're real solid around around the arc, but that interior D is nasty. Yeah, I'm all over it with the uh, Grand Canyon 5-0 and ATS last five as a dog. 4-0 and ATS over their last four neutral games. And since you love those weekday uh, trends, come seven, on, come seven on, and one ATS over their last eight Saturday games. Big fan, big fan of that. Yeah, definitely. Grand Canyon actually does have the better ranked defensive team, and as I said, they got a couple Eiffel Towers down there. Good for allowing sixty-two points per game, fourteenth in the nation, thirty-eight point two percent from the field and 29.6% from behind the arc, good for second in the nation and 19th in the nation. Give me the Lopes at plus 14 and a half. Love it. Come on now. Come on now. Moving right along. For our sixth 
NCAA March Madness play of the day. This might be my second favorite outside of Georgetown. These are my dog of all dogs. I absolutely love them. We are rolling with the Ohio Bobcats versus the Virginia Cavaliers. Ohio playing like a bunch of madmen. And I cannot bet against the Bobcats who are 4-0 ATS in their last four as a dog. 5-0 ATS in their last five neutral games. 7-1 ATS in their last eight following a straight up win. 5-1 ATS in their last six NCAA tournament games. And 5-1 in their last six NCAA tournament games as a puppy. Yep. I'm all over it. They have been a dog in their last two matchups, plus two and a half. Cook, the better team in Buffalo, 84-69. Cook, the better team in Toledo, 87-80. Whooped up on Kent State as a minus three and a half favorite, 85-63. And they've won nine out of their last 10 games and covered nine out of their last 10 games. They are coming in blazing, blazing hot. Yeah. I can't disagree with you at all. Virginia, you know, big win against Syracuse and then, you know, falter. Or they got, they couldn't play after that, actually. They had no. some COVID issues. That's that right. Was. Mm-hmm. Um, one in five ATS over their last six. One in five ATS in their last six neutral games. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of uh, riding the Cavs at all at that minus seven spot. I think, again, call me crazy. I'm going to sprinkle some on the money line I'm on the old you. Bobcats I'm here because I got them going ahead in the March I'm Madness tournament. They're rolling. Lock them in. They're absolutely rolling. Lock them in. Bobcats plus seven. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are not looking so hot right now. Uh, North Texas up 68-61. I really, really hope something great happens right now. Don't do that. Oh, they're going to call a foul on Travion. Okay, so we... Oh, no, that's offensive. For, okay, good. For our seventh NCAA March Madness play of the day, we are going with the UCLA Bruins against the BYU Cougars. UCLA coming off of a beautiful, beautiful overtime victory against Michigan State. Yeah, nice comeback win. Michigan State up by... 11 points going into halftime mm-hmm. and blew it. I think it was the energy during that whole game, honestly, sure. if I'm if I'm being honest with you. They just didn't have what it took to get that done. Right. Now, you might look at BYU's numbers and think, oh, they're going to cover this no problem, no question, easy. I'm not buying it. Honestly, we hinted at it a few episodes back, and the WCC is just real top-heavy. Yeah, very top. They haven't really had to play any competition, and I think UCLA is just the scrappy competition that they don't need to see. Right. BYU's getting massive chalk at the time of this recording. They're getting 57% of the bet, 68% of the money. It's going to start rolling in even hotter when you see that. I love UCLA. They are slow-paced. They take it nice and easy. They control the game. They know how to win. Mm Mm-hmm. I love them. Yeah, I'm all over it with you. I don't know if you said it, but BYU one in four ATS over their last five tournament games. They don't show up. Wow. They don't show up. I'm a big fan of that. Big fan of that, my friend. So we're going to lock that one in. So for our combined plays, as a reminder, Mags, it's all good. This is a uh, 
This is a free ball episode. Yeah, this is wrong. My computer just died. I'm about to yeah, hop up and grab it's my okay. charger. Do you think? I can talk to the people while you're doing it. Relax. Hey, guys. It's it's uh, just me, Colt. How's it going? Wish I had some sensual piano keys going right now, but <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in. Honestly, uh, one more time. The Talk in the Line March Madness, favorite plays of the day for your Saturday, March 20th, 2021. We are rolling with Georgetown plus six, Eastern Washington plus 10 and a half, UCSB plus seven and a half, Iona plus 16 and a half, Grand Canyon plus 14 and a half, Ohio plus seven and a half, and the UCLA Bruins plus four. It's a dog day. It's a dog day afternoon, and if you haven't seen that Al Pacino movie, I suggest you get on it. So, let me give you a little background as to uh, what just happened there. Mr. Magnuson said, oh, hey, you got a spot for my charger where I can plug it in? I said, yeah, bro, right here. Perfect spot for you. I got it right didn't in there. That. That didn't do anything. And uh, he just hopped down, started getting in his phone, checking out his bets, and uh, your boy just set up the whole production studio over here yeah, and even got sweaty, his headphones dude. over here Sorry. <laughs> it's sweaty out here so ladies and gentlemen um we have lost all contact with the purdue you can green, see it on the score bug on green. the other tv you sure can it's 68 61 a minute to play we are now locked into syracuse san diego state probably by the time we release this this evening you will uh, be seeing us sweat that one out on twitter uh, it is currently Syracuse 3, San Diego State 2, and San Diego State just turned over the ball. So we're going to get off of that one. And how about that? That's going to be a uh, that's a showdown play. So that would we mean... we two showdown plays rocking right now. So that would Rutgers-Clemson is underway as well. So that would mean that we bring the folks another four showdown plays for their Saturday of bets. You better believe it, ladies and gentlemen. I am... Honestly, sorry for how I started your days if you rode with me. A couple of, couple of really, really rough bets. If you rode with Mags, you are one happy camper. Yeah, you sure are. Uh, we'll see how the similar two... Oh, boy. Okay, we'll see how those uh, these bets go this evening. But for Saturday's locks or Saturday's showdown plays, for our first showdown of the day, we are rolling to... LSU versus St. Bonaventure. Mags, who you got in this matchup, man? I'm rocking with the Tigers, man. LSU. Really? I'm going with their money line. Okay. I believe they're minus one and a half at the time of recording, so I'm rocking with the money line. Not mm-hmm. playing around with any little backdoor uh, wind but blown covers. Okay. I don't know, I'm not trying to mess around with that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm all over LSU. They finished the season really strong. Took Alabama down to the wire in the SEC championship game. Uh, they're 4-0 and one ATS over the last five games. I'm all over them. They're playing. They're athletic. They're playing well. I think they're just the hotter team. Well, I shouldn't say they're the hotter they team. St. Bonaventure is also go hot. Go right but, on ahead and say they might be but, more athletic. But they're. I didn't say they're more athletic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I did. I said they're athletic. I don't know. Maybe I said more athletic. Either way. I think they're just, uh, you know, tougher competition than St. Bonaventure. Oh, tougher competition. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what tough competition? It's defense in March. And I'll tell you why I say that, ladies and gentlemen. Because the Bonnies, they have the seventh best defense in allowing points per game, averaging 60.6 allowed, and they hold the 13th ranked 
field goal percentage defense in the country in the 45th ranked three-point field goal percentage in the country, allowing only 39.2 and 30.8 from behind the arc. I am all over the Bonnies in this situation. You know, I got I got to get some some rebound here, some rebound action, and that is what the Bonnies are about. The Bonnies are 10 and 1 ATS in their last 11 neutral site games. They show up when the lights come on and the cameras show up. They are 5 and 0 ATS in their last 5 games versus a team with a winning percent above 600. They're not afraid of the big dogs and LSU. Yeah, they're coming off a real, real, real rough loss against Bama, and they might be fired up, but they're running into a wagon called the St. Bonaventure Bonnies, who just took down Duquesne, 75-59, St. Louis, 71-53, and VCU, 74-65. So ladies and gentlemen, quick little update. That's the first showdown. When we have a showdown, we're supposed to be talking back and forth at each other, and, and Mags has been walking walking around the the whole studio here. Um, and and he tra- says he's trying to get the damn game back, but but I'll tell you what is that he's just scrolling up and down on the screen, just lost in oblivion. And I'm sitting here trying to tell you why I should take the Bonnie. So if it was even more of a consolation as to why you should hammer the absolute fuck out of the Bonnies on your favorite sports book tomorrow instead of the LSU Tigers, this man can't even step up to the microphone and tell you as to why he done ran away when it really came down to it. I also suppose this would be one hell of a time to tell you guys to head on over to this episode's description and check out the Talking the Line Instacart link. The Instacart link will actually give you $35 plus. um, You get free delivery on that order. If you haven't heard of Instacart, if you haven't done Instacart, let me tell you a quick little, little something. I'm about to smash my order in a little bit later. You can add as much as you want to your order or as little to your order. If you have an account, which by using the Talking the Line link, you sure can in as little as a minute, you can select all of your groceries, have them delivered at whatever time you would like, and you will get selected a personalized shopper, and they will do all the shopping for you and show you every single item they take. And if they don't have what you selected, they'll show you an item and allow you to approve it before they stick it in that cart. No more stale bread. No more rock hard or rotten avocados. And no more broken eggs when they show up at your door. So, if you think that sounds like a hell of a deal and you would rather sit on your happy ass watching NCAA March Madness games instead of going to the grocery store and wasting your time scanning the aisles when you could be scanning the television channels for your favorite game and start sweating out some bets. Head on over to this episode's description, hit the Talking the Line Instacart link, and get free delivery on your first order of $35 or more. Moving right along, my partner has finally made it back into oblivion. Was a pain I don't in the ass and a half. What in the world he was doing? And ladies and gentlemen, the host just keeps it together. We just keep him back and rolling. Co host makes sure the scene's doing, and the Talking the Line crew's back in mother effing action, baby. We are back. All right, so rolling right along, we are headed to the Maryland versus UConn matchup. 
Partner, I've been talking for a hot minute right now. I need to get a sip of water. <laughs> Who the fuck are you taking in Maryland versus UConn? All right, I'm rocking with Maryland plus three. I wish UConn was playing somebody else because I really do like UConn this year. Uh, but I'm a Big Ten guy. Uh, i got to stick to my gut here and rock with the Maryland Terrapins, especially if you're giving me an extra three points. Uh, I, they are five and four ATS over their last nine. UConn's a solid team, got solid defensive action. James Booknight is no joke, but the Big Ten was a gauntlet this year, and Maryland, shaky at times, they held their own, and I think they get it done today. I have them advancing in my bracket, so I'm taking them here, plus three. Are you taking UConn money line or minus three? I believe I'm going to take money line minus three. It's too short of a spread for me not to take. They are coming off of a brutal 59-56 loss to Creighton, who Creighton just got the popsicles beat off of him, as we uh, mentioned mm-hmm. before, to Georgetown. That's embarrassing. James Booknight's not about that. That uh, UConn team, those Huskies are not about that at all. As Mags actually mentioned, hell of a defense they got over there. They are uh, only allowing 65.2 points per game, and Maryland's only scoring 68.9 points per game. UConn scoring 72.3. I'm all about it. And once again, hit the charity stripe, young man. UConn averaging 72.5% from the line and Maryland averaging 70.1% from the line. Every little percentage point counts in March. Every little inch counts. There's not many uh, good, great, terrific, excellent ATS numbers or against any numbers you can find yeah, on Maryland. Yeah, there wasn't too much either so way. So UConn, they're 3 and one ATS in their last four Saturday games because you know I love the weekend bets. And they're 5-0 and ATS in their last five neutral site games as a favorite. Let me get the Huskies and Book Night to come out fire hot and blazing and cover this small bucket spread by at least four points. Come on. Hey, we'll see. So... That second talking line showdown of the day. Mags is on Maryland. I'm on UConn. Third talking the line showdown play of the day. We are going to Oklahoma versus Mizzou. I am hammering in Mizzou. Now, hey, I ho, 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 ho. Stop laughing. I can already hear you assholes laughing out there. Now, listen. All right. I've done a little, uh, little deeper research. It ain't all about these numbers here. That's not what I'm all too worried about when it comes to this matchup. What I'm worried about is that Oklahoma's second leading scorer is out. You need buckets in the postseason. And I'll tell you what, Mizzou has the defense to keep up with Oklahoma. I'm not worried about the Tigres one single bit against the Sooners. The Sooners are actually 1-4 straight up, 0-5 ATS in their last five games, have been absolutely brutal. Mizzou, 2-3 straight up, 1-4 ATS in their last five games. Hey, at least we got a damn cover. Now I'm even going a little bit deeper than just these COVID issues, if you will. The Missouri Tigers are an absolute killer team when it comes to these positions. And when Oklahoma's in these positions and they need a rebound and they're down bad, 
They're 0-5 ATS in their last five following a straight-up loss. 0-6 ATS in their last six following a straight-up and ATS loss. And 0-7 ATS in their last seven games overall. My friend, they cannot get the job done, and you're going to take the person who puts the ball in the bucket, the second most on the team, away from them, and you're telling me they're winning that game. Call me fucking crazy. What do you got? I'm going to call you crazy, man. You mentioned the uh, you know the end of the season for Oklahoma was rough, but that was against some of the best teams in the Big 12, Texas, it's a weak Texas butt. Tech, it's a weak Oklahoma butt. State. It's not because they <laughs> hung right in there with them. That is Mizzou true. is that 0-5 is ATS over their last five tourney games, 1-7 ATS over their last eight games versus a team with a winning straight-up record. 0-4 ATS or the Sooners in their last four games versus a team with a winning percent above 600. Well, like I said, they played some of the best teams <laughs> in the Big 12 down the end of the season, and the it Big is 12 true. is nasty. It is very true, and the SEC... I'm just I'm just all know. over the Big 12 this year. They're That's kind of all they're it is. Good. I will hammer the money line, and I'm playing this purely based off of COVID protocols. Fade, fade me if you want on this one. I don't give a damn, but I am playing the mess out of the Missouri Tigers in this position because they... They they this they're primed they're primed for it they're open they've just been a weird plus team one and a half season. I know they've been up and down and up and down and I think this is the spot where they get it done they're one of them up spots especially when the Sooners are down hammer whoever you think's got the best on there and for our fourth and final talking the line showdown play of the day we are going to the Texas versus Abilene Christian matchup yeah I'm crazy. Yeah, I'll say it. I'm hammering the hell out of Abilene Christian at plus seven and a half. Actually, plus eight and a half. Eight and a half's been the magic number. Mm -hmm. My Oregon State Bees, plus eight and a half, smoked the Tennessee Vols. And if I could so kindly remind you, Mr. Magnuson had the Tennessee Vols advancing in his March Madness Tournament Bracket, and yours truly had the old beeves sliding right along to the round of 32. Now, I will tell you, Texas is a hell of a team. Shaka Smart's got some doggone good fellas playing on his ball club, but ACU has the nuts to get it done. They're not going to back down to those old horns because they are battle-tested and they're ready to rock and roll. 4-1 and one straight up, 4-1 and one ATS against the spread. In the last five overall. And they're not just winning simply. Winning easily. They are cooking teams. 79-45, 93-71, It is a slaughtering of the opponent. Now, do I say they will do that to Texas? No, I don't think so. But Mr. Magnuson, before we recorded this, he so kindly reminded me that Big teams, they see that logo on the chest and, man, oh, that's not a Gonzaga. That's not a Kansas. That's not a Kentucky. That's not a, that's that, that's not somebody. We're going to run over them, boys. I expect Texas to come out a little flat and Abilene Christian with their excellent, excellent three-point shooting percentage and 46% field goal percentage, put some balls in the bucket to start it off and pop old Shaka's horns in the mouth. I think the Horns come back and win it. I have them going very deep and into the championship game. I think they're very capable. But I think Abilene Christian smacks them in the mouth and Texas don't pull away more than eight and a half. What you got? I'm going to have to fade you on this one. Uh-oh. 
You've been you know, Abilene Christian can beat up a, on as many Southland teams as they want this year. Okay. Texas is peaking at the right time. Like I said, I'm all over the Big 12 this year. Okay. But Texas is peaking at the right time. They took down Oklahoma State for the Big 12 title. They are 5-0 and ATS over their last five, 3-0-1 ATS over their last four as a favorite. Like I said, they're peaking at the right time. Shaka Smart knows how to get it done in March. I think they're going to bowl over Abilene Christian. I think it's going to be a double-digit win. And, I, you know, like you said, you've got them on the championship. I think I've got them on the final four. They are one of the better teams in this tournament right now, and I don't think it's going to be close. I don't think it's uh, – it'll be eight points close. Okay. It'll be eight points close, six points close. Okay. I, I mean, I agree with you. Texas is a great team, but I, I got to roll with Abilene Christian here. They are hot, 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 and good, good, good. They are actually a very impressive 5-0 and ATS in their last five neutral side games. I love it. Like they can, I said, they can, they can beat up on as many Southland teams as they want. Don't worry about your damn Southland teams. <laughs> I ain't worried about none of that. I ain't worried about none of that. Hey. Hammerman. So one more time, ladies and gentlemen, for the Talking the Line showdown plays of the day. First matchup, LSU, St. Bonaventure. Mags has taken LSU. I'm taking the Bonnies. Second matchup, Maryland versus UConn. Mags has taken the Terrapins. I'm taking the Huskies. Third matchup, Oklahoma versus Mizzou. And Mags is rocking with the Sooners. And I'm rolling with the Tigers. And the fourth showdown for this Saturday, March 20th, 2021 of March Madness plays. We are going to the Texas versus Abilene Christian game. Mags rocking with the Texas Longhorns, and I'm rolling with the Abilene Christian Tigers. That I hope they're the Tigers. I honestly don't. I kind of made that up. It's <laughs> <laughs> a I, decent guess. I can I, figure it out real quick. I had their no. Uh, I, I, you could have taken a wild cliche guess, but you were you were slightly off. It's the Wildcats. Wildcats. I I saw their logo and I I thought I had seen it before. Sorry, folks, but hey. There's the matchup, man. I I would honestly well, fade. You threw, I would you honestly know, you, fade you, no, myself. No, 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 I would yeah. fade you myself. You threw it in my face that I wasn't here to defend one. My first showdown. You don't even true. know the damn name on of this the, team. On the last showdown. Give me the fucking long words. Okay, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Now, hey, we <laughs> we gave you a boatload of plays of all types of stuff. You got our seven. TTL combined favorite locks of the day. And you also got our four TTL showdown plays of the day. We're going to keep this trend rocking and rolling most definitely for sure. Now for the remainder of this podcast, we're going to kick on back. We're going to relax. We're going to chill. We're going to watch some of these games. We're going to uh, connect with you guys. We're going to just have a little bit of fun, uh, maybe open up a little bit. First things first, I definitely wanted to hit on our good friend, Long-time listener, now multiple-time commenter, Mm -hmm. if you will, for our traditional Fan Question Friday. Now turned one Fan Question Friday night into Saturday. It's a bonus edition, baby. Bonus edition, baby. So we have Mr. Drew Fructal at DFruck5, Paid Dak on Twitter. From paid, or excuse me, from paid paid to paid. If you can tell where his allegiance stands. 
He says, fan question Friday already, favorite day of the week, baby. Obviously, got to get an update on your Russ predictions because now I am I am now about 75% sure he will stay with Seattle, at least this season. Also, what's your two early MLB prediction teams to keep an eyebrow on? Maybe some sleepers. I wish I would have researched that. I saw that yesterday. I was like, oh, that's a good question. I actually have some... Uh, I mean, I, I can go off the cuff for sure. Yeah, I, I got some research on that, though. So first things first, Russ, son of a Bobby Dazzler. Uh, I mean, he's, I mean he's not going to the Bears. We know that. Yeah, thanks for rubbing it in again, friend. I appreciate <laughs> that. That's uh, that's top-notch That's for you to do that. Um, So I'm... I'm 99% sure he ain't going anywhere this year. You want to know why I'm 100% sure he ain't going anywhere this year? Because I was just scrolling through Twitter, and number one, he has a video that he started a NFL Flag Football League. Let's go, Rutgers. NFL Flag Football League in Seattle. At the end of the video, he says, go Hawks. And he also just made a post a couple hours ago. Chris Carson resigned two years. Nice little oh, yep, few yep. million dollar deal. He makes a post. He says, "All right, let's let's go thirty two, go Hawks." So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Russell Wilson staying in Seattle. He ain't going nowhere. If he was going anywhere, he was going to the Bears. That was the best shot they had, and I guarantee you, they probably put Akeem and Khalil on the table. Now that it's came out that Akeem can seek actively seek a trade, I I would almost be willing to bet that's what happened. It's potential. I mean, you never know. I think it was three first-round picks they offered or right. allegedly offered. But uh, yeah, I and you know, if you've listened to the last few episodes of the pod, you know I was uh, more skeptical than my pal here. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you're now 100. percent I'm 99 percent sure. And, and then after you said all those things, I'm up to 100. percent He ain't going anywhere this year. No, he ain't going nowhere. He of all the people nowhere. to. Uh, if there was, I, I I have to assume that some of it was exaggerated, but you know, with every you know grain of or you know with every, I don't know what I'm tr- metaphor I'm trying to use, but whatever with that whatever 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 you got to take it with when a grain there's of salt. smoke there or when there's fire there's smoke. I don't know what I'm trying to fucking say. You just got to take the words with a grain of salt. <laughs> Look deeper below yeah, the surface. But what I'm trying to say is, is that it was exaggerated, but there might yeah. be a grain of salt of truth to it. Um, but what I was trying to say is that if anyone can you know, smooth over relationships. I think it's Russell Wilson. Yeah. He's just a likable guy, you know, team guy. So I think so too. I mean, obviously go Hawks, the whole deal, the whole R3 brand, everything he's doing with Sierra, that whole nonsense, you know, he's good. I don't want to call that nonsense. He's doing great things in in his community. So, I think he's staying in Seattle. Maybe not next year, Drew. Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't think he's going any, unless I don't things think he's get real gnarly. If they don't make the playoffs, we might be uh, talking about this uh, come next yeah, year. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what all happens there. I, I don't know, but yeah, he's definitely staying. He's a good staying. talker. And I think I guess, he can smooth it over. He's got plenty of money if he thinks he needs yeah. to buy his offensive line off. Who knows? I guess while we're at this point, we might as well visit it. How I got the, uh, or how we all as Bears fans got the nice consolation prize of Andrew Dalton and uh, kindly found out at uh, the press conference of our new starting quarterback that he's going to be the starting quarterback. So uh, real interested to see, uh, are they going to take that uh, kid from Stanford? I can't, man, I always forget his name. I look it up and then I forget it. Uh, he's a, He played really good. So are they going to take him in the draft? Uh, is it just going to be a quarterback room of Andy Dalton and, you know, Philly Philly special, old Nick Foles. Yeah, I mean, they're basically the same people. 
that's what I was kind of thinking to tell you the truth. Kind of uh, the same old expired quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know, man. And then this isn't an original take by any means, but they're both guys where everything needs to be perfect for them to, to, for, be, to for, be for things to work. To be good, and yeah. For and for them to look good. Yeah, everything has to be in its right place for sure. And then uh, some early MLB predictions. Goodness gracious. So I'm just going to get this out of the way. As per usual, I, I bleed blue and cubby. Cubby blue and red, baby. Like all day long. Northsiders all the way, but hi, yeah, yeah. I don't know how it's gonna go. We got a yeah, lot of competition in the NL Central. Drew, I know you're gonna absolutely love to hear this. You're probably half chubbed as it's coming through your radio waves. Your weighty, your waves. Your waves. <laughs> He's a Cardinals fan, right? Huge Cardinals fan. Yeah. Huge Cardinals fan. He's been giving it shit, giving me shit since I've known the little bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm all over. As far as the NL Central's concerned, I'm, yeah. I don't have any allegiances, I mean, and, and, hey, but I'm all over the Cardinals. And that's props to him. I mean, they they, they put together a heck of a team this year. And... Uh, I can't remember where Colton Wong went, but he's he's still playing well. Yeah, I'm not sure. He's still playing well. But I we'll removed some man from, from some baseball moves. Next month or so, we'll get tuned yeah, up. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get, get really tuned, tuned up, up with it. I mean, it's it's really hard to bet spring training, and then but you shit, got man. I have never been more excited for a White Sox season in my life. Yeah, they should be really good as well. Last, I mean, last yeah. season I said that I shouldn't say in my life, two thousand, you know, two thousand five, two thousand six right, range. Right, right. But since then, I should say the last decade before this twenty twenty season, where they finally made it back to the playoffs, has been one of the roughest decades for any of sure. my favorite teams. Arguably the worst decade of any yeah. of my four teams. Okay, uh, and they are just juiced up. I think they're going to take the AL Central. You know, the Yankees are certainly. Uh, you know, they got the firepower. They are probably the biggest threat in the American League. Um, you know, Tampa Bay, who just went to the World Series every single year, despite them, you Man. know, they'll scrap their way to, the, Glass to something now. like that. Glass now looks good. Right, and then they lose Blake Snell, obviously. That hurts. Yeah. But. Okay, so segue into that. The fucking Padres. Yeah, Padres and Dodgers. The Padres and Dodgers are the two best teams, I think, in the in the NL, at least. Yeah, I would say so. Dodgers, Dodgers are stacked, man. You bring in Trevor Bauer, uh, they're just so stacked. It's, yeah, oh, man. Yeah, it's, it, I would say they, you're definitely going to see them in the postseason, no question. That's not even any type of uh, discussion that right. we have about that. Any other teams I'm really looking at? I mean, I think the Blue Jays, as a sleeper, I would say the maybe, I don't know if they're labeled a sleeper at this point, but they're another team Blue that's, Jays. yeah, they've got they've got some prospects. I think mm-hmm. they're coming up a little bit. Yeah. Um, trying to think now. Um, you know, I think the, Ash, the Astros are going the wrong way. Um, I don't think the Angels have the firepower this year. That division is going to be interesting. I would say the AL West. Mm-hmm. They're not really any great team out of that one. I guess the A's are still, you know, the A's will probably come out of there, I think. Bryce Harper's still pimping bombs regardless. Sure. <laughs> regardless. But, yeah, I'm, I, we'll definitely uh, definitely stay tuned, no question, because we will 150% be hammering all types of baseball oh, bets yeah. and all types of different stuff. We That's actually how we got started handicapping was baseball. We, yeah, uh, it kind of became legalized as baseball was going on. Baseball was coming back post COVID, well pre COVID, before we got really deep into that nonsense. Yeah. Or we still are in, but um, I mean, hey, my White Sox were the number one team ATS right, last year, right. so <laughs> we just, so we just started betting and, uh, the mess out yeah, of that. And yeah. then by the time we started really learning how to handicap that, then it was time for 
bubble basketball. We started sure. learning hand, how to handicap ball. Then we kind of got into football season quick, hot, and in a hurry. Yeah. And I looked at Mags and I said, well, we can really cap the mess out of this if we can get good at capping all the other stuff and then just be be this raw like this is us we're yeah, like just sure. have some fun and and we uh we plan on getting on youtube very soon we're gonna very, very we're soon. gonna open up a page and uh have all types of different stuff man this and this is some uh g4 classification so if you're listening you're you're tuning in at the right time uh because we're gonna have you know different little things ttl goes to you're going to get to come along with us to different places. It ain't just going to be a bunch of gambling shows. We're going to have some other fun additional content on there too. Of course, we'll have the TTL pod. We'll have all of our usual stuff, but we want to start connecting with you guys on a deeper level. And, uh, you know, we're we're real human beings. Even though we got some stone cold locks, we, uh, we want to connect with you a little bit deeper. Definitely. So yeah, thanks, Drew. Appreciate that, man. We will definitely. Well, let's uh, give a give us a World Series pick then. Woo! Before we move on to anything else. Okay. You know, I like the pods. I like the pods, man. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, they're good, man. They're gonna be really good. They their got Tatis, is stacked. Tatis, Tatis is, Machado. I'm a, yeah, they just they're great. They're defensive great. They got the sticks for it. They got the pitching staff for it. They went out and got the pitching staff for it, like every smart baseball team should. So, yeah, I I could see them if, if at the bare minimum making a deep postseason run. Yeah, at I, least sweeping a team or two. Goodness gracious. Well, the, I like I said, I think the two best teams in the NL are uh, the Padres and the Dodgers. So one of them's going to have to be a wild card team. Right. And you know, like uh, like we've seen in the past, anything can happen in that wild card spot. So that is very true. Um. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the Dodgers. I'm gonna go the Dodgers again to make it out of the NL. They are too stacked. Bringing in Trevor Bauer, and then I, I know it's a homer pick, but I love my White Sox this year, man. Bringing Lance, bringing Lance Lynn, Liam Hendricks. I can't. Uh, you know, I w- I would have loved one more move to really push us over the edge, but we got a solid. We're just solid top to bottom. We got some guys that have really solid seasons last year that are in their early twenties. Reigning MVP Jose Abreu coming back. He's yeah. not getting enough love. Yeah. Uh, Luis Robert is an absolute Oh, if you... Stud. Okay, so as the kids like to say, this son of a bitch over here oh is, God, a, is a Lou Bob stan. Oh, my God. I'm a stan for all... Dude, <laughs> like I said, I've never been more excited for a oh, White I got Sox him season started. in over a I decade, got him started. Man. Hold on, folks. Sit back. Here he goes. You know, you, you got... <laughs> Yo-Yo Moncada, you got Eloy Jimenez, who's terrible in the Stop outfield. Stop it. Don't talk about him. Yeah, yeah. I could have uh-huh. had that opportunity. Dylan Cease also, who uh, <laughs> oh, hasn't been. Nah, he hasn't. He, hasn't been great. This is his prove-it year, I think. This I is his prove-it so year. I think so, too. Uh, but yeah, Lou Bob, man. Five, talk about five tools. He could be the next guy, in, not just for the Sox, for the league. Yeah. Oh, my God. He, he can hit it further than a country mile. That is very true. If you haven't seen, uh, there he's gonna have a lot of them, but his minor league <laughs> days against the uh, in Durham, they have a bull out in left field, just an absolute moonshot. I know that sounds silly for me to say on this podcast, but if you, uh, <laughs> I'll retweet it or something. It yeah, is it's, it's jaw dropping. Visual man. people, it's jaw dropping. We'll have to uh, remember to put that out there. We definitely and he's will. fast as shit. Yeah, 
So if you couldn't tell, my man is a White Sox stand and a half. Goodness gracious. I can't even believe I use that word on this podcast, but that's the only way I could uh, describe (laughs) it. Because we ain't ain't all about that pop culture nonsense. I mean, we are. We are. But some of that stuff. Sometimes. You can can miss me sometimes. sometimes. Get it. Anywho. So usually we uh, start off the podcast by, uh, you know, chatting giving some updates, where we're at, what we're doing, and, uh, you know, going over some news, some stuff. So we figured, hey, let's end the podcast that way. Of course, I'm thinking uh, while the whole time uh, we're doing this, I'll, 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 of course, give you guys a little bit of motivation. We can go a little bit longer than usual. We might go hour 15. Yeah, I mean, if you you wanted those locks and you got the game starting up, that's fine. Hey, that's fine. Head out. But uh, we're just going to, we're going to chat. We're going to recap a little bit of the uh, March Madness, everything kind of going on. And if you are in the Talking the Line March Madness Tournament Challenge, we are also going to give some nice little updates. As it stands right now, there's a few games left, but we've got a six-way tie at the top uh, with both of us tied for the top. Well, that was a hell of an update. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, so, so <laughs> we got a few games left, man. Yeah, so there, there's still a handful of games here left to go tonight. As far as the rankings go, uh, we got Mr. Magnuson leading the pack. Uh, 1850 still projected to go. I don't know if there's some insider trading going on here, but we got Grant Magnuson hey, hey. also uh, right behind him, also projected 1850, 90 points. Uh, the main man, Danny Dryling, got 90 points, uh, only 1810 projected, and the bearded gentleman himself, the great George Tapling, he is also 90 points at the time of this recording and projected 1810. I'm right behind, followed by Paige and Fuzzy. Oh, hey, the my crew is my crew is holding their own, man. I'm telling you. I got you, my girlfriend I'm and my cat tied for hey, the top, I'm man. I'm telling you. There's Come some, on. There's something going on here, kids. There's something going on here. And just outside of first place, but he if he gets a couple of these bad boys to pay off, I got the man, the myth, the legend. A guy, if you don't know, you won't know, but you should know. <laughs> Brent mother effing Hofert, man. Look that man up. I'm telling you. Top-notch fella. Top-notch fella. And I know he's hearing this through the through the radio waves, whatever he's listening to right now. And hey, Hofert, entrusted confidant, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Moving right along. Uh, we uh, are going to continue to roll some updates and everything out through social media. We'll obviously keep update on Twitter and whatever the case might be, we'll, we'll continue to sure. We'll continue to have stuff out. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably have at least a nightly update. Oh, as absolutely. Games are rolling. Something I would love to hit on, though. Choo choo, Oklahoma State, uh, Oregon State. I'm sorry, wagon. Oh yeah, absolute wagon right now, son. I picked them to uh, take it over Tennessee, and boy, oh boy. They did it. They, they did got it for it sure, man. I uh, I was actually driving over here during that game, so I missed quite a chunk of it. But you know, I would if it was close, I probably would have pulled it on my phone. Oh, one thing I forgot before we go on. Me and Mags decided if either one of us win mm. the TTL tournament challenge, as we are handicappers. But hey, I had F and Purdue in my elite eight, so I'm I, I that You've lost a few points on that one. That man. really, 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 really hurts for me. Because uh, I had them going super deep. But we'll see what happens. I mean, we'll see what shit, happens. man. The Big Ten, uh, not uh, 
not helping me out. I mean, I get the two teams that lost today. I didn't have. It doesn't hurt me too much as far as the bracket challenge is concerned because most of the people have however gone further than me. Going down a rabbit hole, we agreed <laughs> if either one of us win it, we will take everybody in the entire pot, everybody who put in, everybody's name is going in a hat, and we'll do a live draw on our Instagram. Y'all can tune in one by one or catch it after and see who gets drawn. And we'll send you the money back via Venmo. And uh, we'll also probably uh, put a video or something up of the parcel donation as well, or or just a picture to ensure that uh, you guys know we did it as well. Yeah, it'd feel a little scummy if we took the money on our own yeah. tournament uh, challenge. Yeah, that's just not, that's not top notch. That's <laughs> not top notch in the rights. TTL crew. I just yeah, need the that's rights. all I need. That's all I need, man. So we did have a terrible, terrible upset tonight, man. Broke so many parlays, broke. So it broke our hot streak. Uh, I mean, didn't break our hot streak, but it's our first loss of the uh, TTL evening. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do out here? Purdue just, uh, Purdue really let it slip in OT. And that's not where seven-point favorites are supposed to let it slip. No, sir, it's not. I mean, come on, 78-69 now? I mean, yeah, that's that's bad. That's bad. So what do we got? Four and one on the day. Not, uh, you know, not touching on those showdowns. Uh, but yeah, four and one on the day so far. We got Villanova, Winthrop, not the start we wanted, but plenty of time there. Plenty of time there. And uh, these two showdowns, man. I don't know. I'm uh, looking okay. Yeah, yeah. Syracuse As up you twenty-five always... to eighteen. Clemson up twenty-six, twenty-three at half. I mean, twenty-six, uh... twenty-three. Calm down, Junior. It's not well, like it's that a one, I was, thirty point game. The Syracuse game is. He's one just I was too excited about, about the Syracuse game because it's on right now. I in just front feel of us, pretty so. good about these showdowns because I cooked the biscuits off of you, bud. Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely did. It uh, was not my night on the showdowns. That's uh, that's for sure. But that's why you put half units on the dog on. Oh, and one. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's not. That's not even right. That is not even right. That is the biggest flop I've ever seen in my life. Well, uh, with that, uh, <laughs> San Diego State Aztecs just go down by ten. Uh, quite the, quite the time. Gosh, quite the time. It's, gosh, it's a great, it. great fucking weekend, man. All so, right, so I, I'm, I'm going to throw you a question here. We touched okay. on eleven of the sixteen games tomorrow. Okay. So five that we didn't touch on. A little sketchy, a little scary. Right. Gun to your head. Line I'm going to give up. you the five straight. Line me five spreads here. FSU minus ten and a half. UNCG. UNCG plus ten and a half. Okay. Now this is, yeah, we're not take, making these official. This is just gun to the head. Because I like Florida State. It seems a little too a little too sketchy though. It does, especially after just a squeaker of a victory against UNC, and UNC just got <laughs> cooked by Wisconsin. I, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't every trust time that I, spread. Every time I start to trust them, they burn me. I don't trust every that Every time I stay away, they beat the brakes off of whoever they're playing. True. So I probably True. won't bet them, and that's why we didn't. Yeah. Uh, Michigan minus 25 and a half against Texas Southern out of the swack. I don't think 25 and a half is enough to contain the Wolverines high-powered attack, especially after that nonsense against Ohio State in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So you're taking Michigan, I, or you Michigan would take Michigan gun to your head? Michigan minus 25 and a half, yeah. I think so, too. I think the SWAC was one of my favorite turn, uh, conferences, to watch, mid-major conferences to watch all season. But yeah. uh, 
the competition level is there's a reason there are 16 seeds because the competition level in the SWAC is not even close to True. Power Five Conference. SWAC has never won a tournament game. Any team out of the SWAC never won a tournament game. Wow. Um, oh, wow. This is a tricky one. We were uh, a little sketched about Drake, USC, USC minus six. Those five, six are are tricky, man. Yeah, especially Drake barely getting the job done against Wichita. And then yeah. USC, they got the Mobley brothers. They're just top notch. UCLA or USC bacon teams all year. Gun to my head. Six is too many points. Give me the plus six, Drake. I, I think gun to my head, I'm year. going USC. Mm. It's been hot all but, I mean, year. there's a reason why we're staying away. Cause yeah, yeah. We don't, <laughs> if you can get I, here to see, nervous, yeah, we don't yeah. feel good about it. I'm not feeling good about it at all. All right, biggest spread of the day, Gonzaga, minus 33 and a half. Gets over uh, North, Norfolk. Norfolk. Norfolk is very sneaky, man. Very, very sneaky. And I'm actually a, uh, I'm a big fan of, of Norfolk in that situation. Gonzaga's a, a wagon, obviously, but that. I would have to leave Norfolk, especially what they did to <laughs> App State. So many damn points, dude. I know it is. And Gonzaga is. in March, yeah. come on. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you, because and then just when you think that's too many points, they'll beat you by forty, fifty. That is true. Gun to my head, I would say Norfolk, though. Yeah, I definitely roll with that. Because well. you know Gonzaga could still absolutely dominate them for forty minutes and still only win by twenty, twenty-five. But uh, yeah, that's that's probably where my head and my bet would lie. If I would have to uh, yeah. hammer one in, but no, I'm staying far away from yeah, Gonzaga. Staying far away from that one, man. I am. Uh, it's all really sinking in for me now, folks. That Purdue just busted half of my fucking bracket. Oh boy, that that feels real. Yeah, losing good. an elite eight team on the first day does not feel good. No, that's not good at all. But a, a lot of people. I was gonna say a lot of people lost Ohio State. A couple a lot other of people, people out had Purdue. Uh, yeah, exactly. Ohio State is a, an elite eight team, so I mean, I, I'm not out of the running yet. No, That's no, why I'm still all right. up. You got I'm some upset right. picks. Got so. some stuff going. So uh-huh. the upset picks are what are uh, really keeping me alive right now. Yeah, that Oregon State needed that. Nice. And if uh, we pull through on those uh, UCSB and Ohio, Ohio picks yeah. tomorrow, man, that's we'll we be need in good that. shape. We'll we be in good need shape. that. But yeah, I think I think those definitely will. Let me ask you this, man. So, uh, you always talk about behind the scenes that, you know, sports and, and podcasting and are not even necessarily that, but kind of just in general, pursuing a career in, in some type of sports media has always been a passion of yours. Where, uh, where'd that come from? Ah, that's a great question, man. I think I was telling you the other day, my dream, uh, my dream growing up, or not growing up, but like high school, college, either two ways. Have enough money to where I can be like Marlon's man and mm-hmm. take a private jet to literally any sporting event I want and sit okay. front row. Okay. Uh, that doesn't seem like it's quite in the cards as it stands <laughs> right now. Uh, or having a job talking or doing something, talking or watching sports. Because from I was six, seven years old, I've absolutely been a nut for it instead of watching cartoons on saturday i'd wake up and pop sports center on same and part of it is i you know my uh my dad i have brothers that are seven and ten years older than me so when i was seven years old my brothers were 14 and 17 in high school getting amped on sports so early influence on that for sure uh but like i said i i know i still watched cartoons when i was a kid but the first priority was popping sports center and i was just a nut as far as like 
studying scores for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Like someone asked me a score, I was on top of it. I right. was a, I was a dictionary for same. for sports info. Same, honestly, same. it was goofy, but uh, but yeah. And then I loved playing. I loved playing sports. wasn't super athletic, so my you know every every kid dreams of playing sports professionally. But uh, mm. someone who was a you know mediocre to tiny bit above mediocre athlete, yeah. it was uh, you know that dream was crushed pretty early. Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. And so, you know, talking about sports was it, man. Oh, yeah. No, that's, uh, I could definitely echo a lot of those same statements. I'm, I've just, man, I used to wake up too, or early in the morning. I used to wake up early in the morning before I went to school so I could catch sports center yeah. first thing, man, eat my breakfast. I didn't watch no cartoons, no, none of that. I, I absolutely loved watching sports center and I still do. And man, just an angle that you can, can talk about something that you're so passionate about. I mean, we couldn't obviously just dive right into, oh, let's chase after sports casting careers. We we found something that we're even more passionate about in yeah, sports sure. gambling and and bringing you guys content on a whole different wavelength than than what you see. I mean, how many other cappers are you seeing out here talking, opening up like this? I mean, there ain't many that are that are brave enough to number one put their voices out there. But put their faces out there, and you know, like if they it's a changing the, industry, man. Yeah, it definitely is. It's uh, changing. It's, it's legalized one by one, and and we kind of saw it, and and man, we just wanted to. We had the passion, we had we had the feel for it, and we we can make some badass content. We have some badass ideas coming down the pipe, and you think we're joking when we're saying this thing's gonna get bigger and better for all of you? We ain't. I mean, this this is gonna be top notch. It's it's just it just so many levels and layers but we're only two guys right now as we said before <laughs> we're working working full-time jobs everything like that but we do want to take this full time oh yeah man this uh this is something that's a passion you know chase chase that fulfillment don't chase that paycheck mm-hmm. you know sometimes you uh that's that's where the heart lies where you mm-hmm. feel pulled towards so yeah just uh i don't know kind of a little bit something deeper a little, yeah, little for something sure. there but man oh man we uh we're closing out the evening here on uh, time of this recording. If you are listening to it on Saturday, thanks for popping by in there as well. We had a pretty solid day on the on the old books so far. So far, I mean, I had a very solid day unless my last few picks absolutely fly. I'm positive no matter what. I'm 8-2 and two right now. Got uh, three picks on the dock. Mm-hmm. Syracuse up 32-18 at half. Yeah, they, they're, they're doing real good. But hey, we've seen it these last uh, today and yesterday. If you get up in the first half, it don't necessarily mean shit. Don't necessarily mean anything. And the Aztecs are a second half defensive powerhouse in March. I I just love betting them. Yeah. That, uh, this is typically why I bet them. Granted, I did only put a half a unit on it. I'm not I'm not going overboard. I wasn't overly confident, especially with it at the minus three. However, I I got some big hopes in Rutgers sure. coming out here in the okay. second half. Okay. Yeah, but, it's going to be a good one. But the biggest one uh, that we both need in order to uh, have a really, really solid day for our TTL picks, we will uh, have gone 4-1. and one. We are 4-1 and one We now. are 4-1. Trying one. to go 5-1. and one. Trying to go 5-1 and one, uh, if we got Winthrop close this bad boy out a little bit. I actually got them beating Nova, if you listen to yesterday's pod. In the bracket, so do I. Yeah, yeah. So I... I think they got the power to do it. Yeah, not the start we need, but still uh, yeah. plenty of time. Started off 18-9, to nine, but that's definitely not what we wanted. <laughs> no, no, it's not. But uh, we haven't turned that one on yet, so we don't know what's going on with it. But. Yeah, we'll get after that. We'll get after that. So uh, right now, about 
Uh, we got a few games tipping off. We're getting into halftime of the other games. We uh, just wanted to give you some a little bit of live reaction time, a little bit of raw Colton Armag, something a little different for the Saturday, not just a normal standard Monday, Wednesday, Friday TTL pod. We got huge things coming as we were talking about. Stay tuned in, stay locked in. Make sure you follow us on Twitter if you already don't at Talking the Line. Make sure you follow us on Instagram if you already don't at Talking underscore the underscore line. Keep on stopping by the TTL pod. Keep on cashing tickets with the crew. Keep on keeping on, my friends. Just L I V I N. Just living. Hell man. yeah, man. You know, we, uh, with all the madness, everything going on, don't lose sight of, uh, of what's really important. What, uh, cashing some damn tickets. What really matters, important. and that's cashing some <laughs> damn tickets. You're damn right. You're damn right. Uh, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, Honestly, without further ado, thank you all so, so much for taking a few moments out of your evening or your mornings to take a break from some of the March Madness action or maybe have it on in the background and listen to yours or truly. Or maybe gearing up for it. And my partner. Either way, however you're listening and consuming to the Talking the Line podcast right now, thank you guys so much. Thank you for your support. Thanks for coming and hanging out and hammering in our bets and letting us know when you do. Last but certainly not least, and as per usual, folks, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide, we hope you have a spectacular day. Unless you have other plans, let's cash some tickets.